Hey there, friends and family of Vertebraman. Welcome to the Vertebraman post-game show. It is chaos in here. This is the show by the fans, for the fans. And if you're joining us on this absolutely blistering cold Sunday, for me anyway, uh, we welcome you here to the live show. Geppy is joining us. Salty is here. <laughs> the... Uh, I don't know. Bizarro Sooner Verter is with us as well as Sooner is here. King Ian is joining us today live as, as well as Spivey, Big Ben, and as always, our favorite uh, co-patriot Christian is with us live as well. And you can join us when we go live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you can text into the show. You can call in. Uh, if you like, apparently Sooner was a little lady who was taking a hot, steamy shower. I just about didn't make it onto the show on time because I was feeding my dog. And uh, I just, I realized we need a different, like in the afternoons, we put the dog food into this little rubberized squirrel. Um, and there, so there's a hole in the butt of this squirrel and you stuff it full of food. It's not a, it's not a pleasant experience for the squirrel. Um, and, and then the dog is supposed to like flip the thing around and bounce it so that food kind of comes out every once in a while. Right. Well, she's figured out she doesn't have to bounce it around anymore. So she just lays it on the ground, pins him down with her, with her foot, and then just starts tonguing this squirrel's butthole to get all the food out. It's really quite disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Why not use a fucking bull like everybody else? <laughs> kind of weird shit you got going on in your goddamn house over there. Hey, we don't have uh, we we don't have TV. We got two channels. This is what we... <laughs> yeah. One of them, uh, one of them being the dog tonguing a squirrel's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it up! I can't hear it. Uh, so if uh, if it's not your style or you're not able to join us live, uh, you can get a, reach out to us on Twitter. Christian is at SVWOMY. TFC, myself at Not Easy Green. Sometimes we're on Twitter. I'm trying to be there a little bit more often, but honestly. It's like trying to speak while somebody's choking you. Uh, the messages don't really get out. Or, you know, so if you uh, if you aren't on Twitter uh, and you want to try something new, if you haven't tried Discord before, if you are on Discord already, join the uh, Verter North America Discord. You can find the link to that on our link tree, which is linktree backslash Verter N-A L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Verter NA. And uh, an interesting idea came in for shirts. Uh, well, you, I think you weren't on the live, uh, the live game chat uh, yet, Christian. But somebody had mentioned that there was a sign in in Bochum that said "Sex, Drugs, and and Bochum. And uh, so the suggestion went out that maybe we should make a shirt that says "Sex, Drugs, Christians Only Fans, and Verter North America." <laughs> Amazing! I'm into it. <laughs> I'm gonna have some uh, some some questions I have to answer due to that, but could be any any Christian really. <laughs> Find myself uh, no longer employed, but you know, I guess then I really have to turn to OnlyFans. It could just be really liberated religious people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Well, <laughs> And Amazing. yes, Geppy, you a better fetish site. <laughs> yes, Geppy, uh, we're happy to supply you. After three long weeks without butthole conversations, we're back. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's right. And oh before boy, we get, we have plenty for you. <laughs> 
So buttercup. Uh, before we get uh, before we get too uh, too far into things, uh, I do want to congratulate you, Christian, as well as pat myself on the back. Uh, this show reached five thousand downloads in twenty twenty three, which is absolutely wow. massive. So uh, oh, a big shout out to you, and uh, honestly to all our listeners uh, who participate. And uh, I know with the we started up the Discord last year and some other stuff like that. Um, it's been really great. We we have been growing the scene for uh, English speaking Vertebraman fans, as well as uh, growing quite a contingent of people in Germany that are. Uh, checking in on us or joining the discord, uh, or at least if nothing else, downloading this podcast because uh, they've got something wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for those, for those only fans discounts. That's also, <laughs> I think, I think we now need to introduce ourselves, uh, as being an award nominated show. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. And it doesn't need to like, and I, I think we, I'm going to start nominating us for awards that aren't necessarily uh, have anything to do with what we do here. But I think that's not? fair. Just so we can, yeah, and we can continue yeah. to add on to our credentials. That's right. We are. We have been nominated or were nominated uh, by fifty plus donor um, who Very did prestigious. a yeah a big deal, and uh, so he had a show where. He basically picked all his favorite people, and he had to, he had of course to build out the the contestants or the nominees so that it, you know it wasn't just him talking about his favorite favorite people. So he had us kind of the arbitrary, the token show in there, yeah. uh, so that we so that we can be summarily you know just brushed aside <laughs> when the time came. But I, I like your idea. Um, I think with the next uh, nomination we should probably go for is. Uh, one of Canada's 50 top employers or something like that. Yeah. 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 100%. That seems reasonable. <laughs> there can't be more than 50 companies in Canada, right? We got to be able to get <laughs> I think in there. We're at 47, but I can make up a couple shell companies uh, to hide my finances anyway. So why not? Right. Well, the uh, lots of news to get to here over the next little bit. Uh, the most important one, of course, being that Schmied uh, found someone shorter and more beautiful than himself to marry, which is very great. Good for him. Congratulations. Um, but other than that, lots to get through and uh, we'll, we'll do our best. Got lots of listener questions today. Um, so we might be a little bit light on some of the other stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. Christian, I, I did it again. I forgot to ask you what it do. What's going on? What's wrong with me? I don't know, Maybe. man. I really don't know. I think just overwhelmed by the uh, the amount of press that we're getting these days. I, yeah, going to your head. You're starting blinded to use, by the uh, lights. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What it motherfucking do? Uh, <laughs> the, the next time when we walk on here and saying thuses and thighs and we wear ties to our podcast, that's when you know it's really gone to our heads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to It's Not Easy Being Green. <laughs> I want to hear more violins in the background. You know, Pachabelli's Cannon. Brought to you by like Green that. Giant, why you should eat your vegetables. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. A... <laughs> Screw that. I don't mind yeah. being an outsider. It's one of my favorite things about this show is that people hate it and other people love it. And it's, you really don't, you don't get to kind of like it. You either hate it or you love it. And I'm great with that. Just I think either it's side. We're on anybody's radar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that genuinely, like I just figure I'm talking into a void uh, every week. <laughs> like a lot of the characters in my neighborhood. <laughs> 
possibly talking, less stable. I was going to say Talking Into the Void. That's another great title for your OnlyFans. all right let's get going here so another game in which i was thankful for the discord live game chat and by the way if you sign up with discord and join the verta north america community every live game uh there's a live game chat going on uh some of us myself i'm usually about a minute behind everybody else so they spoil the game for me but if you've got a good if you've got a good stream uh it's it's cool and i don't mind either because i'm I'm usually, I don't, I honestly don't really care that much if, it, if the game gets spoiled, uh, but it did, it did. It served as a great source of entertainment and enjoyment during the game. Uh, Werner and Bochum proceeded to do absolutely everything within their power to, to dismantle all things beautiful about the beautiful game. Uh, even youth find a way to make the disorganized mess that is children's soccer full of moments that instill you with that. This, you know that this game is intrinsically blessed with grace and movement and passion and story worth your full investment and devotion. Verder don't uh, and, and Bochum don't. The, the, the real question I think after this game was whether or not these two teams could have constructed a scene more attractive using an additional 90 minutes while only being allowed to dig holes in the pitch using shovels. The anti-football game anticlimacted with the anti-pure shot that sent both teams home with a single point. It's the first game back from the winter break, and I'm hopeful that it's not, yet realistic that it is, a preview to the relegation battle 2024. Christian, you watched the game. How did you find it? Oh, man. <laughs> Aside from Jesus Christ. nauseating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's about what you would expect from a football game in Bulk, and we just happen to be part of it this week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God damn. Uh, I mean, you know, I, how many friendlies did we play over the holidays? One, maybe just two. One. Yeah. Just the one, uh, using the same formation. I think a lot of us were kind of down on it. Um, some of us thought that it might be a little bit worse. Uh, I was just a watch. It was pretty bad. Um, but it was essentially what I figured it was going to be. Hey, I predicted a 1-1 uh, draw, and nice. that's what we got. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's essentially what I what I figured. Didn't think it was going to be. I mean, we're not playing beautiful football right now. We know that. And we sure as shit know that Bochum has never played fucking beautiful football, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, granted, I have not been, a, you know, paying huge attention to the history of that club. I'm I am excited. I am excited for all of the uh, new Vietnamese and Colombian fans that would have tuned in for this one. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they were just fucking so amped up for that. Uh, anyways, yeah, it was what we kind of expected, and then yeah, no, I mean, dead on, and I guess we'll get into that with the uh, ups and downs, goods and bads, or whatever you want to call it. You bet. Well, I'll. Uh, I was just gonna say we can. Is there any? Do you want to go through stats and stuff? Like we got lots to get through today, so we can probably skip some stuff if you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's up to you. Whatever you think is you're you're the one who puts this shit together. I just sort of mumble. Ugh, I guess I'm responsible. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll we'll skip the we'll skip the stats. Uh, I'll briefly uh, talk on tactics because it was a kind of a new formation, and then we'll get to the ups and downs and get on with it. Uh, yeah. So the, as you mentioned, Christian, the offense was in that three, four, three. So he set his team, not just in on paper in the three, four, three, uh, but actually on the field and their positioning was played as a three, four, three. And, um, you know, it's something that we actually haven't seen this year in league play, uh, even in, uh, playing against Leipzig, there was a lot more like both Bore 
and uh, Njinma dropped even on offense. Like we were playing almost with a solo striker. So during the buildup, we didn't have three forwards playing on, along the back line of the, of the opposing team. And today we did. Um, so we had, you know, three strikers right up against their back line. So he's, he's done a few tech test matches, as you mentioned, Christian, with this, with varying degrees of success. So on offense, um, <clears throat> boy, it, we, I think we were trying to build the play using the wings. Um, the midfield was to kind of be supported by dropping the strikers, uh, the striker that's on the necessary wing. So if the ball is on the right-hand side, uh, Njinma would be dropping down, coupled with the striker in the center. So they would kind of be taking turns, dropping into the midfield, and then the striker on the far side, uh, which if the ball was on the right would have been Bore, uh, would have been looking to make the run in behind the defense. Now, Werder were really only sparingly able to make any of those things, any of those things work, uh, simply because Bochum didn't allow Werder the necessary time or space to set up shop. So most teams, uh, they tire out after pressing for 45 minutes. Uh, Bochum pressed for 90. <laughs> so, yeah. so Werder kind of resorted to throwing countless long balls into midfield where the possession would be promptly lost. Um, Bochum's efforts to, to hustle Werder was also rewarded uh, when Werder were able to break the front lines of the press because there was all this miscommunication, mistimed runs, unfamiliarity. Coupling that with some poor passes uh, meant that Werder were kind of rarely able to string together a series of passes worthy of opening up an opportunity. And I believe that showed in the exactly zero big chances they created. Um, and I think that's actually a stat that we created zero. <laughs> so, I mean, defensively, uh, Werder did try to set up deeper and play with the back five. Um, and the majority of the time, the defense played fairly well. The worst part was if they caught us on a counter uh, after a visor had made a marauding fo run forward and the ball was turned over and then they would kind of counter along that same flank. Um, but it would also be that deep-seated line that would open up the opportunity for Bochum, who started pounding in some longer shots in the second half and one of them one of them found their mark. So let's uh, let's get to the three up, three down. Uh, because this is such a positive show and we're so excited about another point, uh, let's start with the things that were amazing. And I'm sure you've got at least three, minimum three. Uh, yeah, no, I got three. I don't know that I would ever describe them as amazing per se. I don't think <laughs> I've got five in, in... and two of them are passive aggressive. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> See that? Okay, I stand corrected. Now we're talking that's amazing about this game. Uh... <laughs> I mean, the game itself was pretty grim. Uh, it was quote unquote football being played. So the first thing that I said was good was a goose starting. Um, nice to see him finally out there after being with us for how for many years? fucking years? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think you can probably count how many starts this kid has had on one hand. Um, he actually played pretty decent and had a wonderful ball in the 37th minute. It's nice to see him out there. It means we've got some depth depth in that position. And maybe, just maybe, and I don't actually mean this part, uh, Ole Verner will now start to trust some of the kids that we have on the team. <gasps> um, I know. I don't believe it. I think this was just sort of done because uh, oh, I really don't know. I can't. I don't, I don't even know, know what the logic behind Verner is anymore. Um, <laughs> so the second thing that I said uh, was Stark's goal. What a fucking cracker. What a great goal. <laughs> now, he didn't necessarily have... Uh, didn't I don't mean Stark as the cracker. I meant the goal. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, he didn't exactly have one of the greatest games, but it was a, it was a really nice goal, and it was it was great to see that happen. Um, and then it was good. Also, the third final thing that I said was uh, how good the subs were. Um, it took forever for those fucking subs to come in. Uh, but I mean, they clearly made a bit of a difference. And if anything, you think, uh, I think any coach worth his green, you know, worth his salt would know to maybe start starting these guys instead of doing the same shit over and over again with no effect. But I mean, Ole Werner, right? So those are my top three. Salty raises an interesting point. Agu born 1999. Dema was born 2000. So who's the kid? Yeah, yeah. No I mean, shit, I. well, I mean, when I don't even know what that's like when kids are born in 1999 and 2000. I was, I was graduating. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was 20. <laughs> I was fucking 20. Yeah, we. <laughs> I was did drinking. You, wow. I'm did you have drinking. Did you have frosted tips? No, no, that was my little brother. Yeah, uh, I think. Did you uh, have the M M&M and M haircut though? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have blonde hair. I dyed my hair blonde for sure. <laughs> Hundred ten percent. Things that were awesome. Um, and awesome was in air quotes. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Ole Werner continues his scintillating form, garnering a point per match. Huh. Yeah, about right. Woo. Uh, <laughs> se- <laughs> second one. Uh, Kovanaski generates the same offensive opportunities in fifteen minutes as Dukes. Jinma and Bore combined. Uh, so both Kovanaski and that trio had three shots in the game. Wild. Yeah. Uh, in the five minutes that Lulu Lenin played, he made three accurate passes and managed a key pass. Uh, the same amount of key passes as Bittencourt. <laughs> Who played how many minutes? You know, five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the fourth thing that was amazing. <laughs> Jesus. And these was, okay, so these was are genuine. These was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so visor dribbling the ball, I felt, I felt had some good effect on the game today uh, rather than trying to hoof it. Uh, there was a couple of dribbles that he made that actually created a little bit of space and opportunity. So I thought that was good. Um, it's probably something again, when I, I, I can't remember when I had said it or we had thought about it this year sometime, but we were kind of taking a look at when Verter actually dribbles the ball. When players like Schmied were out there, um, we were, we were doing better. We were creating more opportunities. Uh, I think visor was the only one that really made, um, I think he had like five dribbles. I think everybody else, the entire rest of the team had maybe five. Um, and then lastly, I had Zetterer. He made a couple of actually really good stops this game that would have made the score unsurmountable. Otherwise, especially at deflection that he managed to tip up and over the bar. Uh, great stop. Really great stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was incredible. So, I mean, we're starting to see now again, I think what a lot of us were advocating for, we've got a goalie that can, uh, work the ball out. Like the, did you see the counter pass that he made, uh, to a goo running down the left-hand flank? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Counter pass. You would never see somebody like Pavlenka making that play. And if he can show that he can stop the ball and and, uh, make a couple of great saves, I think we've got the better goalie between the sticks right now. I know that that's not a popular opinion in Bremen right now, but it's, I think it's true. I think we've got the better goalie in net right now. I'm inclined to agree at this point. Uh, And I, I don't, even if you like Pavlenka more, I don't get why people are down on Zetterer. Um, 
I, I yeah, I, it's really kind of beyond me. I not that I think maybe I just haven't I've seen a greater sample size of Pavlenka in order to sort of look down upon certain things that he does versus uh, Zetterer. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't get why there's a dislike for Zetterer. Uh, and uh, to to Bizarro sooner. Um... You said what was up with them playing it short and having Zetter booted up the field. That was honestly because, for whatever reason, the game plan was to build up from the back. And at any given time, Bochum was pressing with six. And so Zetter would put it to one of the central defenders to begin that build-up play. Uh, and then instantly they'd come under pressure. They'd send it back to Zetter, and then he would punt it. That was... I don't think it was a plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, things that sucked. And obviously there's only a couple because this was an amazing game of football. Ah, oh, phenomenal. You know, if I was to introduce somebody to Bundesliga football. This is alone, the one I would uh, show them. You bet. Oh, you. for sure. Hands down. Uh, for one thing. Or, really or after loved... five or six shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Maybe a solid dose of PCP. Um, <laughs> I said uh, our first subs at the 70th minute. I, Why? Especially when we were playing the way that we were. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point we were down a goal. We were down Why a goal. would you yeah. wait that long? Like who on that field, uh, especially our, our forwards, yeah. uh, was good enough to stay on there? Like Dutch did not have a fucking screamer of a game. Nor did Bore. Ninma was kind of the closest, but he was the first one off. I don't know. that I, I'm fucking over it. Whatever. Um, and then the second thing that I said was bad was Leo and Dutch. Pretty shit game as far as I'm concerned from both. I continue to don't I, I don't understand, and I know you've mentioned this. Uh okay, sure, Stay is is playing phenomenally. We know that Stay plays phenomenally. He's probably one of our most consistent players, if not like one of our top three best players. The dude does however stop. Leo yeah. pardon? Yeah, the the dude just doesn't stop. No, he's fucking phenomenal. And then, but Leo, on the other hand, is not playing well. You know? I mean, he has no. his moments, but not enough to justify starting all the time in a position. But this motherfucker should not be starting. Thank you. Exactly. So <laughs> why is Lenin not fucking starting over him? I don't know, especially when you see anytime he fucking plays, he basically has a great game. I think he's maybe had like one bad game maybe one mediocre game this season uh, since he's come. Anyways, I don't understand it. Dutch as well, kicking up a stink, not producing anything. Uh, I Let's let's get Kunoski out there, you know, giving him fucking 10 minutes and expecting him to, you know, change the game yeah. is a bit much. That's really like, I, I don't understand that sort of, oh, you got to want it more. You got to show it in practice. No, you got to let the fucking guy play, you know, find a rhythm, especially for a striker. Um, and then the third thing that uh, was bad, and I don't really, I, I kind of loathe when people do this. Um, and I say this every time I, I, I fucking, uh, is the ref. The ref was fucking terrible. Jesus Christ. Just uh, like so much was shit, shit. Slide. Oh my God. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Did it dictate the game? Eh, I mean, you can argue that it was a pretty bad game anyway. It was bad, but it yeah. was just so bad. The officiating was just dreadful. Just it was, it was a, yeah, it was an absolutely crappy cake. Uh, and the refing yeah. was just, just made zany's uh, oh, yeah. frosting. That was, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. It was just absolutely foul. 
So yeah, those are my top three. Well, and then often when you got a ref like that, they're trying to gain control of a game they have no control over. And, yeah. you know, all they can really do is start dishing out cards. But I, I think 10 yellow cards at the end of that game was absolutely Jesus nuts. Christ. And uh, and to your point about why uh, Lulu Lenin isn't starting, uh, Werner said in a uh, during a presser that uh, it was, or not a press, maybe it was an interview, I can't remember, but that Lenin struggles with the tackle comparatively, and that's what they want him to improve on. So, So there's that. Right. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so things that suck outside of Lenin's tackling ability. Um, yeah. I've got unimaginative, lackluster, and embarrassing performance from this team. Uh, sure. I hope that sums it up. Multiple yeah. situations we had players arguing with one another, walking back on defense, languishing on the grass as the play kind of passes them by. Um, <laughs> I, I think only two or three players today showed that that they had the necessary mentality and commitment to survive a relegation battle and and make no mistake we're going to be in one um so that was yeah that's the first thing i had that sucked is that there's the mentality is not there at all there's something there's something going on and uh i'll maybe get into that later on today uh the second thing i had was agu is helpful just not on the left now I'm probably going to catch some heat from the Agu fanboys out there, and I think that's fine. I, I like him as a player. I actually think he makes our team better. So I, I hope I put enough prerequisites in here. <laughs> it's because the the issue isn't him uh, necessarily. The issue is that there's no one else in this team in the midfield or in the attack that is a strong left foot. And what that means is that Agu has to play the outside line. Also means he's playing on his weaker foot. So if you think about our midfield, if a goo were to play an inverter as an inverted wing back, let's say, and, and use his stronger foot and run with the ball on the inside uh, or pa- perhaps move to the inside lane, does somebody like, like Bittencourt doesn't have a left foot. Dukes doesn't have a left foot. Bore doesn't have a lex- left foot. I mean, they, they would all, if they were on the left wing, they'd want to move centrally with the ball. Uh, and where does that leave a goo? So he has to play on the left-hand side. And if you look at the run of play, it shows how incredibly necessary it is to have a left footer on this team playing his position, um, which we we have we have one. He's on the bench, but we we have one. Uh, only tw- only twenty two percent of our approaches came from the left hand side. Now teams know this, and and they're defending um, a lot stronger on our right hand side and forcing the ball left. So having a left footer on that wing is going to help this team balance the approach and force teams to play more honestly against us. I have no problem with using a goo, but I, it should be used on the right-hand side and on the left as a sub or for injury situations. That's mm-hmm. it. And I hope sure. that, yeah, that's just that that's it's, I, I like the guy. I, I understand it. Werner does not want to take visor off uh, because visors literally our only creator on the entire team right now. Uh, but he wants to play a goo. So what do you do? You know, um, yeah. you put him on the left. Uh, and the last, uh, the last down I had was that wrong players for a direct ball game. Um, so this is just one of those things, relegation scrappers. They're going to have our number because they're built for it. Um, most relegation teams understand what they are. I don't think we do. Um, they understand that they're poor. Uh, so they have players, so they have to employ players that fit very narrow parameters they're, they have to be physical and they have to be cheap. <laughs> Again, another great uh, OnlyFans title for you: physical and cheap. Uh, Ver- <laughs> Verder really. Cheap 
Werder really has no strategy against a high press. Uh, since Fulkrug was sold, we have no answer for it. Uh, we managed to complete just over 50% of our direct passes and uh, had 31 clearances against Bochum. 31. I think they had five. That's insane. Um, and I'm wondering if some of those clearances were graciously called clearances and not what they actually were, which is probably an attempted pass. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. We either need to see Kovanaski to see if he can fit in those situations, give us more physical presence up front, um, or we need the organization to bring in a full crew duplicate. We do not have the correct player type for this style of football, and we do not have enough technical skill to play through it. So that was my third thing that sucked. I don't know if you had any thoughts on those. No, no. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I do. Doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> so I, I think somebody declared it was Christmas break. And shortly after that, uh, the rumor mill started churning. And the biggest distraction uh, now turned annoyance and stone in my shoe is the hashtag uh, free Bore campaign. Uh, let's talk a little bit about rumors and transfers and what's going on there, Christian. Um, you were going to take the lead on that if you want to yeah. get us going. Sure. Um, so Internacional, who's based out of Brazil, uh, said they wanted to sign Bore. I'm not going to get into all the fucking ridiculous shit that's been involved. And it has been um, ridiculous. Oh, it's been, I don't even know where we stand at this moment, to be completely honest. Um, anyways, and then you had a couple other teams also saying that they were interested in signing them, including <laughs> River Plate. And then who else? Like, not Flamengo, but I don't know, some other fucking Brazilian club. And then there were also ties to Leo Bittencourt in there, which a lot of people were pretty uh, hopeful about. I had a good laugh. I had a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. I mean, take him, pack his bags. You know, uh, never mind fucking free Bore. Give me free leaning. Um, <laughs> actually, I was, I was honestly thinking I didn't have the time for it, but if I was one of those, uh, you know, people that just sit in their basement munching cheesies on the internet all the time, I was thinking mm. every, every single time Fritz or anybody from Verter does any kind of presser or a tweet or something, all these, uh, I don't know, I'm assuming fans, uh, of international jump on and do the hashtag free yeah. Bore. So there's like. 600 comments and three likes and all the comments are <laughs> hashtag free bore. And I was thinking under each and every one of them, I was going to put hashtag uh, play Voltamod hashtag play Kovanatsky <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> like just, Amazing. We've got players. We, we literally have yeah. players. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, it was, it was so frustrating to me too, because uh, they were like, well, you know, we've got to try and find a replacement yeah. for Bore. No, we fucking don't. Well, but yeah, but what uh, is, I'd what is that in spanish yeah <laughs> fuck dude i like i didn't I mean, we have three other strikers three strikers that are sitting and waiting to play why do we have to fucking find a replacement for bore i, I it, it, it boggles my fucking mind i do not understand it and and all, i mean ultimately we've got near as i know there's no release clause or there's no sorry yeah. there's no a uh, fee agreed fee for canceling uh the the uh, the loan early so yeah the answer just the answer is no. I mean, you can either pay yeah. up or it's no. I'm not sure how. To, yeah. How do you say no in Portuguese? Uh, hold on. Give me a second. 
Uh, hold on. Sim is yes. Let me just bust out my thing. <laughs> bust out no. your thing. There's another great only. Now fans. it's oh. now. Now. <laughs> N A with a squiggly line O. Now. Yeah. Maybe now. it's nah. Nah. <laughs> Isn't that what they say in the South all the time? Nah. Nah. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, no, nah, bro. There it is. So we'll see. So we'll see what happens with Bore. I don't like I said, I don't even know where we stand at this point. Um I think Nobody they knows. said that he's gonna get bought in the summer, but fuck it was, who yeah. knows? Who cares? Like three weeks ago, that's what I had said. I said that he's likely gonna yeah. go in the summer. This is obviously somebody's agent that's drumming up interest. Yeah. He's done a great yeah. job of it. I mean, yeah, it's just it's hysterical. There was supposed to be like a delegation yeah. coming to Bremen at some point in time. And then Ugh. Fritz is like Nobody's talked to us. Nobody's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in fairness, too, I wouldn't expect Fritz to uh, be open no about things? any of this stuff. Yeah, A, to know anything until it's been told to him, <laughs> or B, to actually, uh, you know, to be open about it. I think, I don't know. I think that's um, perfect. The name Fritz in the line, nobody's coming. That works well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think that's on his business card. <laughs> Hello, I'm Fritz. Nobody's coming. <laughs> Nobody's coming. Ever. For <laughs> Just any ask reason. his wife. Hi oh. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> Speaking about another player who uh who wasn't joining well, in this case joining us, uh was Lucien Agume. Um he is a French player who was at Inter originally uh, at you know on loan loan from Troy. I think it was on loan to Stade Brestois. He's originally a social player, plays defensive midfield. Uh, we were getting tied with him. I think his value is let me take a look and see. I think it's like give or take like six million euros, which we know is way the fuck out of our depth. <laughs> um, so and coming from Inter, you know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're not the type of team that buys or loans players from Inter anymore. Um, regardless of where you stand on uh, how you feel emotionally about Inter, they're still a top team in Italy. Uh, they still command a lot of money. Uh, so needless to say, he didn't come to us. He went on loan to Sevilla, which is probably a smarter career move anyways. Um some other players that we had links with was another guy was uh, a Norwegian fella called Matthias Fjordtoft Lovic. He's a left back. Yeah, um, he currently one. yeah he currently plays at Molda FK. Um, oh motherfucker, I'll close out there. His value is about three million. So now we're talking a little bit more our um, our, our stees. Uh, he I now it's weird. I saw him described kind of as a left fielder and then uh, sorry left fielder left midfielder and then also is like a, a fullback a left back um he is 20 years old which is great you know he's young uh it looks as if he's got quite a bit of experience which means right. that he'd come and sit on the bench and then we sell him off for next to nothing i was gonna say our um, next felix bamo yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh i think maybe with a bit more talent i guess we'll see <laughs> Uh, looks like his contract ex expires on the 20, uh, in 2026. Mm. Um, so we'll see, there's still a possibility in the summer, but, uh, we'll, we'll come back to him maybe at some other point in the future. Um, so there's a, well, along with Bore leaving, we were rumored to be signing a guy called Chris Badia. 
Yeah, um, Chris Padilla is like, yeah, he's at Servette. Uh, he is 27. He's Cote d'Ivoire center forward. Uh, he's got 17 appearances, 10 goals, and three assists this season. Um, he starts quite a bit. He um, his value is at. Oh, let me see here. He's kind of one of those larger, more physical strikers as well, which which would be yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, he's and he's about three million as well. So I mean, also affordable. But because Bore is not leaving, uh, we're probably not signing him. Uh, we've also been tied to Leon Flach, which is a, uh, a U.S. player who plays in Philly. Um, I guess he's probably a kraut in some capacity as well. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I guess he played, uh, he's uh, Lubeck youth, St. Pauli youth. Um, and then went to, uh, Philadelphia in 2021. His value is pretty cheap. I know some of the guys who pay attention to, uh, to him or, well, I guess his value is at 4 million now. Uh, people who pay attention to Philadelphia, I couldn't give a fuck about their team. Um, say that he's pretty good utility player, but we probably can't afford him. He plays center mid, um, and then last but not least, and this is the player that seems most likely to come this window and shockingly in a position that we need a guy named Julian Malatini. He is a center back, a left center back who's valued at $1.7 million. This is an Argentinian under 23 player. Um, yeah, it looks like he plays at defensa. E Justicia, which is a just a wonderful name for a football team. I fucking love it. For those of you that don't speak Spanish and don't be fooled, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I mean, it's defense and justice, so they're probably tied to the military in some sort of capacity. Uh, probably involved in the dictatorship as well. And then he played at uh, Tayaris as well. Um, anyways, his value is, uh, like I said, at 1.7, uh, it's rumored that he is going to, uh, come and sign for us during this window. Apparently he's, there's, I didn't quite get it, but it's sooner said that, coming soon. Sooner said that apparently he's in Bremen right now. Uh, there you Dijk, go. Dijk reported. He was supposed to be here this weekend. And of course we were all kind of thinking, okay, I believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um, and he's played 50 games for, uh, well, 50 games in the Argentinian first division, 13 for the Copa del Liga. He's played in the Sudamericana, which is fucking huge. Played two games in Libertadores. Um, I mean, these are all pretty big for a 22 year old, you know, that's really high caliber and really affordable as well. Um, which means I'm sure that we will sit him and let him languish on the bench and play fucking whoever literally like gross at center back before this guy ever gets a fucking wink. Well, as um, we've, as we've noticed all good talent requires six months to understand Werner's system. So, oh, well, I mean, it's a complex system in which there's a lot to learn and know. Um, so well, yeah, there's a possibility we watch we'll this, we watch not this. Play him. say we watch him. We, we watch that system week in and week out and we can't tell you what it's, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we'll be told that we, you know, we're just uh armchair coaches who, don't know the first thing about really uh, complex football uh, strategy yeah. and whatever. And we, and we don't, so. but I do know what sucky football looks like and I'm watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I've seen enough shit football to know when it's being played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Questionable awesome. uh, decisions as well. So yeah, that's just kind of, I'm sure I've, I forgot one or two players in there. Uh, as we know, uh, as part for the course, I put little, to no effort in. Um, so that's what you fucking get.
Perfect. Well, I think we got another 15 or so days until the transfer window closes. And uh, it sounds like this center back is uh, kind of a lock right now, which is great because we needed a center back. I mean, we didn't at the start of the season. Uh, Those of us that didn't know anything, we had said, if you don't get a center back, there's going to be trouble. Uh, and get whoop! Guess what? <laughs> Lo and behold, yeah, here we the are. idiots. The idiots figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, I was going to move the conversation into just something that I was noticing. Um, again, this is all reading tea leaves. Uh, let's see here. So I, I call him. I'm calling it cracks in the foundation uh, between the board, front office, the coach, the players. Um, and it was just, this, again, it's observational. So like during the week, there was kind of a series of events that kind of all happened in the last little bit. Uh, and I think it gives us a sight glass view into how things are going at Werder. Um, it began with comments from Werner after the loss at Braunschweig during the test match. Uh, the coach made a statement, as he's made before at the beginning of the season, that Werder need to be active and immediately so in the transfer market, uh, that their squad is too thin um, and there needs to be competition in the squad. Um, so I think because he's kind of said this before, uh, there was not much disturbance in the system to him having said it again. Uh, Fritz countered that statement uh, that Werner, Werner had said, and that he said, that, you know, we're actively looking for solutions. But ultimately, he criticized the level of play from the team during the test match, uh, using the opportunity to remind Werner fans and players of the failed start of, of the second half of the season and a 7-1 loss against Köln uh, last year. So that kind of set the table for when uh, Holly Jolly Bittencourt <laughs> did a press conference. And I'm not sure who thought that was a good idea, but, but they did. Because um, Bittencourt literally just speaks his mind and they should have known something was probably going to happen. So during that conference, uh, Bittencourt made a few pointed remarks uh, targeting specifically kind of Fritz and the front office. Basically saying that, you know, scheduling a test match against Braunschweig uh, with a depleted squad was a mistake. Uh, referencing the loss to Cologne was so ridiculous. Um, and and by increasing the pressure on the team completely, it, it's just not necessary at all. Um, also basically said that the team couldn't be arsed to play hard for 90 minutes in a test match. That meant nothing uh, because they knew that the majority of them would have to play 90 minutes rather than like 60. Um, <laughs> and then he doubled down and said that Werner uh, was correct, that the, the squad lacks depth and that Werder has failed to improve the squad demonstrably in the last few years. Then something happens that leads me to believe that there are more problems here than that meets the ear. So in the last probably two to three months since announcing he was stepping down, Bauman has kind of faded into the distance and kept mostly quiet. Uh, Fritz has taken over. He's done almost all the press. Um, it's just been his face, like literally two days after Bauman said, I'm out of here. Uh, Fritz was the man. Um, he's done a few puff pieces, but mostly just kept to himself. Now, after Bittencourt makes this statement, all of a sudden Bauman comes out from the bushes, like the Homer gif in reverse. And he, you know, going to deal with the mess that he sees going on here. So he publicly calls out Bittencourt and Werner for their statements, apparently refutes them. Uh, summons Bittencourt for a meeting and then backs the work uh, that the fr- that Fritz and the management are doing in the transfer market. Um, as it, <laughs> it's just amazing. This all happened in about the span of a week. As it is with most things, no one person is always absolutely right and no one person is absolutely wrong, except Bauman. 
there has kind of been an ambivalent reaction for the most part uh, to Bauman's summer transfer window. It's, it wasn't horrid. It wasn't great. Um, we mentioned early in the season, like we just said, that this, the center back position was a major problem. Uh, should a defender get injured? And wouldn't you know it, uh, it happened. There is some additional depth in other positions, uh, but Ole refuses to play them. Um, there is considerable need to increase the pressure on the team because of the seriousness of the situation, but the pressure should be more of a galvanizing pressure, like a let's do this thing together, not a passive aggressive statement about a major loss from a, from years gone by, like what Fritz did. So the, the reason I wanted to bring this up, I say all of that <laughs> to say this, the entrance of Bauman into this little soap opera is what has me completely intrigued. And I don't know if there's anybody out there that feels the same way. Um, he obviously believes that Fritz is in over his head to some degree, and he can't handle the current climate and situation at Verder. That's the reality. Um, Fritz probably doesn't have much credibility within the squad if Bauman is the one summoning Bittencourt. You, you also get the sense that Bauman wouldn't have stepped in if he didn't get the no notion of kind of a mini rebellion happening within the organization. If he honestly felt that Fritz could handle it, he would have just stayed where he was. But he came out, daddy came in, took off his belt, and started beating the kids, is what happened. You know, reestablish who's boss. He backed, he, I know he's backed Fritz to succeed him, and I wonder how much of this kind of protect is protecting his reputational investment. Um, the body language of the players today, it indicates to me that, that something's not right at Verter. They were giving up on plays, like I mentioned, you know, walking back on defense bickering on the field like at halftime you guys saw Dukes uh and uh and Jinma going going at it uh Dukes all game long was just hounding the guys on the field I don't even know why anybody would want to play with them anymore um all indicators is that this team its coach and the organization is somewhat is fracturing and the pressure of a relegation battle is only going to increase those fault lines um and I, I, if, if Bauman hadn't stopped in, stepped in, I wouldn't have even made note of it. I honestly wouldn't have. It would, it would have just been some in-house jabber back and forth. But the fact that Bauman kind of came out of already semi-retirement, um, you know, to, to, to play daddies back in the house, uh, tells me that there's something seriously wrong going on, the, going on at this club. Uh, and we're just kind of starting to see some of those fractured bits. Uh, Christian, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, that's, that's pretty fair. Um, then you start to wonder if he's got to come in and sort of paper over Fritz's inadequacy. What are the chances that Fritz will still get the job, which is like 110%. Um, but how does nobody else involved see this as an issue uh, going forward? You know what I mean? Like, if this is happening right now, what happens when Bauman leaves? Um, yeah, it's well, if, I, if the whole if thing. Fritz can't control. If Fritz can't control this now, yeah, what the fuck right. is he gonna do when he's got the job? You know, uh, which I, I I'll reiterate. I almost absolutely one hundred and ten percent certain that it, that he has it. 
Um, yeah, I'll be shocked if anybody else is even, you know, I'm sure they'll say, oh, we considered that guy. There are a couple candidates who will remain unnamed uh, that we considered. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we've been so pleased with how Clemens Fritz has stuck with this organization. The work that he's done for us throughout the years on the field and in the front office. We believe that he's learned a lot under Frank Bauman and that he can continue to show us the success that Bauman has done for us uh, up until now. That's gonna be You've launched the car off the cliff and the guy looks beside you and says, yeah. Hey, I packed sandwiches. <laughs> mm -hmm. 100%. <laughs> All right. So we got, we got some good listener questions. We're going to get to real quick and then we'll get mega sooner in here. Uh, all right. So listener questions, Christian, who would you like most for Verter to sell? Oh, in general, uh, it's, yeah, I guess it's wide open. Have at her. Oh, fuck. Uh, Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you for it to be like, uh, like Some two kind people of that I like and respected. Yeah. 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 yeah you honestly, know, any you, question you get to keep Nima, but you got to nail your balls <laughs> to a piece of wood. <laughs> any question that comes from our listeners that doesn't like, yeah. it's just honest and open. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm suspicious. <laughs> I'm waiting for the catch. Where's the rest uh, of that question? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dutch, Dutch being the, uh, I'd like to see Dutch gone. Um, sell him for whatever, eight to 10. I don't give a fuck. Sell him for whatever. Get him out of here. Um, and then Leo. And then Pavlenka uh, and Ole Werner in there too. Actually, if we could do Ole Werner first and then <laughs> the package deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Free coach sure. with every goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ole Werner, Dutch, uh, then Leo, then Pavlenka, Pavlenka, then Leo. Yeah. Pavlenka, I would probably Leo. try and sell rap immediately because there's interest in him. I just would, I would oh. take that deal all day long. That's shocking. Yeah. Right. If anybody's interested in that, just go, go. Fuck. Yeah. Take already. <laughs> Why are you still it? here? <laughs> yeah. And then I would Seriously. probably sell, I would probably sell bit court just, uh, to set an example if nothing else. Yeah. Sure. I mean, if I, if I was running the club. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's uh, pick a team that's going to surge in the second half. <laughs> Surge? Who's surging the second half? Yeah, let's I'm, take a look I'm going see. with uh, Union Berlin is my team to surge. Who do they sign as their uh, their coach? I'm assuming that they signed somebody. Salty says Verder to surge. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll have Downwards. what uh, she's having. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Heidenheim, actually. I think Heidenheim's going to shock everybody. I think they're going to climb up to... Uh, Maybe seventh position, maybe even fight for sixth. That's bold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. And then uh, pick a team that's going to tank hard in the second half. Uh, Bramon. Right. <laughs> tank harder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe Darmstadt. I am... who did? Who... I'm see go who... Sorry. Go ahead and talk. I would. I just. I don't know who. Um. Who Union score, uh, signed as their coach? Uh, Nena Bielitsa. I don't know who that is. I'm gonna Some pick. I'm gonna pick Stuttgart to tank. Sure. I'm, okay. I'm betting that by the end of the season they will be out of the European spots. And they'll be mid table at best. Like I think they're gonna tank hard. Okay. 
Do they have injuries? Um, not really. Huh. But uh, I just I, they they out they outplayed they outkicked their coverage. Like there's no way that yeah. team should be in third place. No way. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it's just mostly about spite as opposed to anything. And there's no- <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not holding it against you or anything. I'm just uh yeah. <laughs> Okay. So now we'll get on to the questions that always have uh crap attached to them. Uh sure. would you rather Christian, would you rather get scolded by Dukes or play in a back line with Gross and Friedel? Oh god. <laughs> oh. Fuck. Um, Jesus Christ. You know what? Probably scolded by Dukes because I feel like he uh, he scolds everybody all the time. He's just always wagging his fa- finger, you know, thinking that he knows fucking better than everybody else. Uh, I just could not ever want to be a part of a Friedel gross backline. That sounds just so fucking horrible. Ugh. <laughs> I would take I would take the Duke scolding as well. I would pray for the day he would scold me. Yeah, I, uh, it's some way probably. <laughs> just just do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> would you rather never see Marv play another game for Werner or Werner manage another match? So there was a couple of questions that came in just like oh. this. So sorry if you posted one like this, uh, there was I think three or four of these exact ones. Either either Marv play another game or Werner manage another co another uh, game. Oh, I definitely want Werner out. That'd be a tough one for me too. I would probably say Werner out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you rather wear a bikini or a wedding dress every day? Oh shit! Uh, where do I live? I, <laughs> you have to stay in Toronto. Let's say. Oh, I'm not wearing a fucking bikini in Toronto every day. It's fucking freezing <laughs> here right now. Summertime, it would be passable, but I guess a wedding dress. I mean, you can get a wedding Are dress. Are you a little self conscious in the cold? Is that why? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's like <laughs> fucking minus 20 right now or something stupid. Let me see. Uh, minus five feels like minus 18. Yeah, I throw don't know what that is in Fahrenheit for our American listeners, but it's cold. Throw, as a, shit. Couple of, throw a couple of socks in there. You can wear your bikini. He'll be fine. <laughs> I, be feel, I, feel, I feel like a wedding dress is adaptable. I can get one of those ones where you like turn it into a mini skirt you know what i mean or it can be like super long it's got like, like tearaway sleeves like uh like those pants that used to be cool when we were kids you could like unzip them and turn them into shorts or something like that you can do yeah, that with a yeah exactly a zipper exactly on. all right uh would you rather deal with your hoth like living conditions year round but verter sure. is actually fun because they're good or enjoy nice weather year round and suffer through headache after headache performance from Verter. You see, uh, this is actually something I have no problem answering whatsoever because I love the fucking heat. I was born on the wrong continent. Uh, so obviously if I could live in like Brazil heat all the fucking time and Bremen is winning, well, hands, no, not, I'd be living no, no, the that's fucking No, that's dream. not the option. It's nice weather and, and Verter kind of continue to suck. Yeah. Or it's, and what's or the it's other where you, Or it's where you live now and Verter are good. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> it's current weather that I have? I mean, yes. that's fine. Very, I'll, fine, I'll take it. You have to remember, Very these are good. our listeners. There's no good option. They never yeah. give you a good oh, option. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought the question was, it's hot all the time. I'm like, yeah, obviously I fucking want it hot all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, I've lived, I don't have any 
options to live anywhere else right now. So yeah, of course I'll just suffer through what I already suffered through, but Bremen's better. And I'm sorry, folks, I'm taking the nice weather and Verter can continue to frustrate me. I've done it for 10 or 12 years. I'll keep doing it. I want the nice weather. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm selfish. Look what this team has done to me. I used to care about other people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bet on it or against it. Like I said, we had a lot of lister questions. This was great. Uh, Bet on it or against it. Ole Werner (laughs) has... Sorry. This comes from Dr. Tim. That's why. I can't. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Bet on it or against it. Ole Werner has holes in his trouser pockets so he can run his fingers through his hair. <laughs> uh, I think the bigger question is are they intentional holes? <laughs> run his fingers through his hair. Uh, I'm betting on it. <laughs> I, I could see him just kneading away at his fucking balls right now like one of those cats before they lie down to sleep you know <laughs> oh, oh i read that question i just would cry i was like <laughs> <laughs> all right bet, bet on it or against it anyone bought in january will play less than 180 minutes oh yeah i'd um i'll bet on it I bet on it too, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and bet on it or against it in this supreme unlikely scenario, we beat Bayern. Uh, Ole oh. would then dare to leave Dukes out the following week because Dukes can't play because of a suspension. So we beat no. Bayern. Would would he leave Dukes out? No. Against it. I totally agree. He'd probably lean back and be like, look how much better we'll be with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Oh, 100%. Let's get the biggest asshole in the room in here. <laughs> He's a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, sooner, maggot, sooner. It's a rig system. Maggot, 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 sooner. Nobody can do it like sooner. Nobody builds walls better than sooner. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than sooner. You totally accept the results if I win. Welcome, Sooner. We got we got a little bit of flack the last time we had you on because we were bullying you. Um, and so this is the part to fulfill your contract that you have to tell everybody that we don't bully you. <laughs> no, yeah. no, guys, everything's fine. Everything. We, we, we had, we had, we had, a, you know, like Bauman, like Bauman had to like have a secret meeting as, uh, with with Leo Bittencourt. I had to have like a little, I had to have a little meeting. No, I'm sure and then explain to everybody that you constantly walk into doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. We're it's all good. We 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 give and take here on the show, and that's uh, that's part of what makes it fun. So, <laughs> yep, fun with a capital F U. Welcome back, Spooner. Thanks. How's it going, uh, guys? Thanks for joining hey, us. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you guys. So what do you got for us in the games coming up and uh, sure. the Sooner Lock in the contest? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, well, it was funny, I would say, to think about, you know, how we were talking about how, um, you know, the the body language of the players was, like, really kind of, like, bad. And we were they weren't competing as hard as they need to. And it's like, we play Bayern next week, man. Like, what the, gonna, what the hell is that going to be like? I feel like they no can go like either one or two ways. Like, you can either it's either going to go in the other direction or they're going to like 
play a little bit harder because of who we're playing. Um, but so yeah, we play Bayern next week um, on Sunday. Um, the uh, this is 120. We're all, we're getting close to 130 meetings. I think this is the. It's definitely like the most often. The, the, the opponent, I think, Werder Bremen has played the most often. I think maybe Hamburg. Should we more. should we play a drinking game where every time they mention how many like it's the longest standing yeah. <laughs> uh, game played between two teams or how 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 many years it's been since we've won? Then we take a drink. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because it's been it's been it's been a minute. But uh, yeah, so Bayern leads the overall series uh, 73, 27, and 28. So if, if Verde gets a, a tie, we can make it 73, 28, 28. That'd be, that'd be mm. pretty cool. Um, uh, the, here's an interesting thing I noticed. But the, So the last four games that we played in Munich, it's been like um, one, uh, a close loss followed by a big loss, followed by a tie, followed by another big, big loss. So, I mean... If you follow that line of thinking, we're maybe going to get uh, have a pretty competitive game, but probably not. Um, Is that your lock uh, of the week? So you no, heard it here, we'll, folks. We'll, Sooner things we'll will get, be. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I was. It's eight of the last eleven games that Verders played in Munich uh, have been three goal losses or more, and six of those eleven have been by five or more goals. So mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. a, it's been a rough go recently for Verder in uh recently like the last 14 15 years right recently. yeah i mean like, one, like recently well as, as we were just saying it's the longest history so you know recently is you know um so how how are they doing actually Bayern's kind of having a little bit of a weird year they're they're dominating the league in some crazy in some statistics which is i mean like what i pulled it up here it was like um uh like player rankings on uh one of these sites has uh, uh, Harry Kane leading the league in goals. Harry Kane leading the league in expected goals. Harry Kane leading the league in non-penalty XG. Leo Sané leads the league in assists. Leo Sané leads the league in uh, expected assists. Like like they're they're playing at the top of the table in uh, a lot of these statistics, but they're uh, they're not on top of the league. I still because uh, Leverkusen still won, right? I can't remember. Um, they're, they're still yep. not on top of the league. Um, so and they're kind of having some weird stuff. I know that one of the like the, one of the big talking points I think that I I mean I don't follow Bayern, but I listened to like a, a podcast that was breaking down every team at the halfway point. And one of the things that is really interesting with them is that they don't like have like a right back right now. Conrad Limer's been playing right back. Um, the one good right back that they have uh, is uh, Mas- Masrawi. I can't remember how you pronounce his name. I think he plays for it's uh, Libya or something like that. So he's he's in the Africa Cup. Um, and they don't really have, I mean, they're, they're even talking about putting Joshua Kimmich back there at right back. And I'm like, you're a <gasps> buyer. Like where he's always played all of his life for the most part, except for trying to make him a midfielder. Oh, I see. I didn't. Okay. See, I, I always didn't, thought he was like a, a midfielder. Didn't he play as a right back? Yeah. If I'm not lunch? mistaken. I don't know. The longest time he was a right back. I'll this just is, check transfer This is market. where, this is where like me, like only following the league since the pandemic, like this is a little bit of a hindrance to me. I, I always thought he was more of a midfielder. Um, but I was just like, you're Bayern. Like, why don't you, like, have – you have all this money. I mean, I guess part of it's because you gave out so much money for, like, Harry Kane. But, like, why are you having this – that kind of problems trying to get a, a competent uh, right back? Um, and, uh, I mean, they're actually they're, – they're not playing all that great. Uh, they, they had a close win against Wolfsburg before the winter break. They 
they uh, I love how it's like they're not playing all that great. I mean, they're only second in the league, am I right? <laughs> well, like recent like recently <laughs> and by and by their standards, it's I mean they, they they beat Hoffenheim I think 3 to nothing, but that game was really competitive on Friday. Like I mean, it was it was it like they they scored late and then they um got a Hoffenheim got a red card for like the last 20 minutes and so I mean, they're they're not playing like super solid yet i mean i guess like we, we've seen this from Bayern before like last mm. year was kind of like an example of it you know who knows maybe maybe the beast is going to get awoken and they'll they'll turn it around like i said i mean like leroy's and as leroy's and he's having like a career year for him like eight goals and 10 assists i think i think his previous best year um well, I mean, his, his best year on record now is 10 goals 15 assists with man city from like 2016 i think He's on pace to, to do better than that. And Harry Kane's shooting the doors off of everything. But, you know, they haven't, uh, they're still, um, they haven't really picked up and, and run with it yet. Uh, they haven't put it all together, but there's still time, obviously. Um, uh, I would expect a 4 2 3 1. That's like mostly what they play out of. And I think that it's, I was thinking about it, like, that's like what they've really played out of, like, going back even under Flick, I think, and under Nagelsmann, that's just kind of way this roster... I mean, when you think about it, this roster, in terms of its attacking players, hasn't changed, like, a ton. I mean, Zane's been there for, for a long time. Müller's been there forever. Uh, and they just... They're built to, like, run a 4-2-3-1. I think that's what they're going to do. My lock is going to be... Uh, this is going to maybe sound a little interesting. I'm going to take... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to take Werder Bremen <laughs> plus two and a half... Plus two and a half, which means uh, to only lose by two goals or a better result than that. Um, you better lock it up. You lock it up. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. Of the day. I mean, like, given like what we've seen, like from Verder the day, and like what we know Munich's capable of doing, like th that could like go the other way really badly. But I mean, Leo can't or. Leo can't play, right? Yeah, like Leo's out yeah. and Dukesh out. I mean, yeah. they're. I mean, already like, you know, the fact that like Romano Schmidt is probably or Linen is going to have to play, and I mean, I think Kovnaski. I mean, I guess it depends on what's what's Ferner going to do. Is he going to run the three four three again, or is he going to go to like a two five three? Consult the Ver magic eight ball. I, <laughs> I think that uh Werner I mean the, the other thing is like like some of our last games against Munich like he's gotten caught with his pants down because he tries to play Bayern aggressively right and then Bayern just like kicks the ball over our heads and it's over uh and I don't think he's gonna do that this time I think he's gonna come into it being a bit more conservative um especially if we play a 3-4-3 I'm hoping that like Kovnaski and Njinma and Bore actually maybe play a bit better together as a unit than they do with Dukes. Somehow I just think that maybe this game is going to be not quite a disaster like some people might think it is. I mean, I think that Werder Bremen if you I think they're I think they're to win they're like plus 1600. I mean, like it's it's like no one's going to pick them to win. Um, There's a $100 bet. There's a value bet for everybody out there. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, what was it? I think I saw that if you if you bet Werder to win 3 to 2 by that exact score, Betting a hundred dollars gets you sixty grand, I think. <laughs> Man, that's almost tempting. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Just away a hundred bucks on worse. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think that we're maybe gonna come up. We're gonna come out a bit more conservatively. I think that uh, I think we're gonna hopefully we're gonna play a bit hard. I mean, if 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 we come out and we look sh like shit like we did 
today against Bayern. That's really, yeah. really bad. I mean, the guys in the locker room, they have to understand, like, you I think we lost sooner. Oh, I thought that was me for a second. I was like, fuck, what happened? I don't know. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> Come back, every, buddy. We like every you. damn show. <laughs> <laughs> Our man is technology. If you can, if you can hear us sooner, we can't hear you. So maybe sure, she can't hear you, pal. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, we, basic. We're gonna get beat. It's a matter of how much we get beat. Yeah, um, and there is still gonna be beautiful football because even if we play crappy, we're playing against Bayern, Bayern Munich. So it, yeah, who may not be tip top as they have been in the past, but they're still fucking good. Unfortunately, dirty bastards. Oh, they're they're absolute garbage. They're only they're only second place. Only second place. I know how many point differential. God, I hate that fucking club. Me too. That club so much. Bunch yeah, of honestly, honestly, there's I there's Augsburg. I can't stand, and that is a relatively recent uh, ire. Yeah. Um, Bochum, I don't even think about them. Bochum wasn't even a lot of fun to to play against today. But uh, honestly, as far as uh, Bayern Munich goes. That I hate, hate, hate Bayern Munich. Yeah, if, uh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If Hamburg was still in the in the league, I mean, obviously they're number one, but definitely number two is yeah. Bayern. Yep. No, that's fair. I'd say that's uh, sooner that's accurate. I have no idea what the fuck. I was just sitting there talking for like like forty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you were just talking. Just talking. What himself. was the last thing you heard me even say? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think at some point in time you were diddling your asshole with the mic, oh, yeah, and then okay. it just stopped. you heard that. Damn. <laughs> No, I just think I think that they're gonna I think that they're gonna come out and play a bit better. I mean, I it's a huge series of games coming up soon, and they need. I think the team's gonna come together and say they have to play a bit better. I hope because if if we come out and look like shit against Munich, it's gonna be a bad sign. Well, and this is this is what I was alluding to when I was talking about fractures within the within the team within the organization. Um, they they need a message that brings people together. Hey guys, let's do this right. But what they're getting from management is you know, scare stories about a seven, one loss to, to clone. Um, and, and guys in the locker room are obviously reacting to it. You know, I, I unless something phenomenal happens this next week, uh, internally yeah. where they all get on the same page, I would counter your, your lock. And I would say we're losing by four or more. Yeah. I'm not going to say what I, I picked our loss at, but I definitely, it's one that we've seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Will or will they not get to double? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into the contest there sooner. You got a new format, a new setup. I was kind of hoping that there would only be like five. I thought everybody would be lazy be like, I don't want to learn a new thing. And only like five people would join because then I'd have a better chance of winning. But it looks like you had a pretty good turnout for this thing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's it's been pretty good so far, I think. And uh, I'm hoping. I think that there are some people who still we're not sure exactly how it worked. And I understand that. I mean, like I, I probably maybe, even though I think this uh, changing things a little bit um, is going to improve it. Uh, I may, I maybe could have stood to wait until the summer, but I mean the, the, the form, I mean, everything is, is basically saying the same. We're just kind of using the platform that we use rather than just like me doing it all almost by hand on Twitter and Google sheets and stuff like that. Um, we have, uh, and this is all on the Twitter, uh, the contest Twitter page. So if you go to the contest Twitter page, you'll, you'll be able to follow. It's pinned um, 
uh, the Verder Contest Twitter page. But basically, we, we're, we're picking the games now on the Kick Tip app. Shout out to Le Chef who found a way to, usually that's something I've only known you can pick every Bundesliga game or every second league game or whatever game. You can't just pick one team's games, but he found a way to set that up and it just makes it super easy. You just go in there, you you push the score and you hit submit prediction. And uh, and then now you can see in real time how everybody's doing. Um, you know, you can see everybody's scores and, and it up, updates as the score of the game updates. I think it's kind of cool. Um, so, uh, Again, you can find out how to join that league if you go to that uh, pinned tweet on the Verder Contest page. And that's also where you'll find the Google form where um, instead of having to send me or me having to chase down everyone and make sure that they send me all their stuff in like a, a, a Twitter DM or something like that, basically I created this form. And this shout out to King Ian for this idea. It's a good idea. Um, I uh, There's a Google form now where basically I, I say who's going to score the most goals for Verder Bremen between match day 17 or 34 or whatever. I ask you everything and all you have to do is type in your answers and bam, it's saved. And at the end of the year, I'll go and, and tabulate everything up, uh, get it to Rudy and uh, he'll take care of it. And, um, is it too and, late for uh, me to send in my answers? And on that note, I, as I said, I was really drunk when I did mine and I think I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, We'll see. I mean, this one is a little bit, it's not as hard because, like, I mean, Gepi's mistake by sending me the end of the season like, point total or whatever, like, that's actually what you need to do this time. Um, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the stats that I stop at like, where, where I don't do the whole season because, like, Dukes has already got a head start on goals over everyone and some other people have, you know, I, I tried to, to equal out the, uh, or, um, like, null out the, the stats at zero between now in the end but no if you sent me the, the end of season point total the end of season table position you did it right so but i'll i'll go through and i'll make sure it's a good point just just because everything's changed i'll make sure that everyone's um uh got their stuff in on the google forms correctly and and yeah i mean i know that it's hopefully if you're hearing this and you're like oh it's changed i didn't understand that you know we're only one game in uh send in your stuff there's still plenty of time um you know there aren't that you many will, people will have demerits right exactly i mean you know and i'll you know, there aren't that many people who've gotten points, you know, uh, just me and Christian. We've got four points. And uh, Gepi and Spivey also, we all picked 1-1 one, one draws today. Dirt 13 and you, Ben, and Arun all picked 2-2 two, two draws, so they get two points. And everybody else uh, is sitting on zero. And shout out, to, shout out to Boring Anna and... I'm not sure if Jay is new and Strued. I think that those are three people who I'm not sure who you are. If you're listening to this podcast, like reach out because I don't, I don't, I have, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the contest. Uh, yeah, I uh, I read boring Anna, but I read it wrong. I thought it was that Kai Neagles Borgson or whatever that uh, Christian chats with oh, everyone. God, I would love that, if he did this. Oh my god, that, that'd be great. That every everybody everybody in Bremen hates him. Um, and I thought, I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? He's a part of our, and I was like, oh, no, no, that's boring, Anna. Not that, that that's too bad. I'm also, I'm very happy to have you with us, boring, Anna. I'm sure you're not at all boring. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys want any other details about that, um, again, feel free to reach out to Sooner. Uh, yeah. You can find him uh, on Twitter, I think at Soonerverter. Yeah. Um, and the Verter Ultimate Contest is the the uh, at 
or the the yeah the at tag for uh, for the contest, and you can find everything on Kicktip as well, and also stuff on the on the Discord. So definitely check that out. All right, I think that clears everything up for us uh, today. Unless there's anything that I missed, guys. Fuck the final. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then we will send you off into the weekend. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, always appreciate it. Uh, feel free to share this with anybody else that you know that has the disease of being a Verter fan and speaks English. Uh, get involved. Be a part of what we're doing. Uh, join the Discord. Lots of fun. And, uh, yeah, have yourself a great evening. We'll talk to you all next week after a wonderful and exciting game against uh, a team we really should be beating. And we'll see how that goes in Bayern Munich. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a have a great weekend, everybody. Have a good night. Take care, all. Ciao, ciao. Bye, everyone. Yeah.